Hello and welcome to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Mike is here. We're locked and loaded. We're ready to go for another loaded show. As always, we're talking AEW Wrestle Dream and the shenanigans, uh, both in AEW and WWE. We're talking Miguel Cabrera, uh, but we're going to lead off today, Mike, talking some Michigan, Michigan State, and some Big Ten news. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit. We we're going to preview it. We previewed it last week, um, but let, we're going to get into a little more of the gritty details, right, Mike? Um, Mi- let's start with the Michigan Wolverines, number two in the country as of this recording. Yeah. We're recording on a Friday, by the way, so if catastrophe happens tomorrow, then obviously not so much. But until then, the number two team in the country, um, coming off a big win against Nebraska, um, you know, all is right in the world again because they're blowing teams up by an acceptable number, apparently. So now it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Mike, really the, the the question I think that's kind of on everyone's minds are, is, that you know, we're in Big Ten play finally, right? You can play Rutgers, play Nebraska, you can play Minnesota, assuming those are all wins, right? Getting geared up for Penn State, getting geared up for Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. As of right now, Mike, do, do you feel like the Big Ten still runs through Ann Arbor, or does Penn State and or Ohio State, so far from what you've seen, mm-hmm. look to be a threat, a major concern, and if so, which team, or both, yeah. or neither, or we're just the best, and we're you know, just going to win the whole damn thing. What's yeah. The- <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're just the best, and we're just going to win everything and never lose again. And oh, okay, cool. awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, Madden on rookie mode. Over it there. is Madden. It's not Madden on all, all Madden. Let me tell you that is not this that's year. Impossible. Not until they patch the damn thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it runs through Michigan. I don't I don't think there's any any team that's really yeah. super threatening in okay. the Big Ten. I think if you had to name one, I think Ohio State could threaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Right. I actually think Penn State probably has a better chance to win their matchup against Michigan okay. just because it's on the road. Yeah. I really don't see Ohio State going into Ann Arbor yeah. and beating them. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State going into Penn State is always kind of a challenge, and Penn yeah. State has an awesome defense. I could see that being yeah. a loss, but, I mean, Michigan's, I think, head and shoulders above both of them. Right? Yeah, you know, this is really shaping up, right? And we, we talked, I think, in the preseason where it was like um, – you know, we talked a lot about the coaching change, right? Luke Fickle going to Wisconsin, Matt Rule going to Nebraska, Mel Tucker at the time going into, you know, kind of a start of a prove it time for him, you know. Um, and yet, you know, as things change, they kind of remain the same, right? And it, this really just feels like, at least for the time being, and next year obviously is going to be different because of the amount of turnover Michigan's going to have next year. But this year, you walked in with the best quarterback in the conference. You have experienced wide receivers. You got the best two running backs in the conference, too. Like, you're just like, you've got so much going for you. And that's just talking offensively, not mm-hmm. talking even defensively. And it really, I think it's really kind of being sorted out as we go through here, Rigo. I just don't think at this point in time you can honestly say that the entire conference doesn't run through Michigan right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Penn State, I get it. They had, you know, a, a biggish win, I guess, against, uh, what was it, West Virginia, who was playing decent now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State really hasn't, you know, they, they finally get they get that win over Notre Dame, right, you know, which was, you know, shaky. But all that aside, it really just feels like to me, 
until I see it, you can't really go in and think, okay, well, Penn State's going to beat Michigan for X reason, mm-hmm. or Ohio State's going to for this reason. You're not seeing the explosiveness out of Ohio State's offense that you have in years past. And you, you don't have that quarterback coming in who's just immediately yeah. a stud, right? Um, and Penn State, I don't know if this is just me and just not thinking that James Franklin's a very good football coach. Penn State in big games suck. Mm-hmm. Penn State in big games, in conference at least, terrible. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. They just have a propensity to, I don't know, just show, you know, last time we talked about this in the exact same dynamic, right? Oh, Penn State's defense is really, really good. Top five in the country. Michigan puts up 40. Yeah. And you're just like, or or that could happen too. Yeah. And I think I think in sports, you really have to look down on it on, you know, I, I think you have to keep with the same yeah. put that you always do. Yeah. You know, the reason why when we come on and talk about the Lions about winning the division, we're so iffy on it. It's because right. it's never happened. No so shit. So it's one of those, like, you have to show me to believe right. it. Yeah. Uh, since we incepted this podcast for the first, like, four years, right. we never picked Michigan over Ohio State because nope. we're like, we didn't see it. Yeah. It, it never happened. Yeah, right. The last two years, right. Penn State or Ohio State have not really even been competitive against Michigan Agreed. in their matchups. Yep. And so it's one of those where I think it does run through Michigan because the two best teams in your in the conference other than you yeah. – you beaten soundly the last two years, so it's right. one of those things where it's like I just you just show me right. if Penn State goes out and beats Michigan or Ohio State goes out and beats Michigan, then I go okay. Then we can have that conversation of maybe it'll run through Ohio State. I still don't think it'd run through Penn State, but we can say it could still maybe run <laughs> through Penn State. Right. But until that happens, like I I think it's only logical, like how we say the NFC North ran through the Packers. Yeah, until forever. You say yeah. otherwise. Yeah. I think it runs through Michigan until someone says otherwise. Right, for sure, and that's how kind of how we felt right for the longest time with. Ohio State even, you know, yeah. just up until since, two years ago. Since like 2013, 14, up until two last, years ago. Yeah. And when, we can even say, I would say. I would say even just last yeah, year. Say last even, year. Even two years ago, we thought, okay, maybe it was just one. It was at home. You just right. call them at the right time. Right. Leading on the road really was like, okay, mm-hmm. now it's it shifted, and now it's finally in Michigan ballpark now. Right, absolutely. Um, Looking at the more bigger picture, though, Mike, we kind of talked about this off air a little bit. We walk into the season, we know, okay, winning the Big Ten, okay, that's step one, but that's not the end goal for the year, right? They've yeah. done that back-to-back years with the back-to-back defending Big Ten champions. Um, it's not even really about getting to the playoff at this point. It's about, A, securing that first playoff victory, and then, two, finishing the job. Mm-hmm. And this kind of feels like the year where it needs to happen now. You know, I don't like to put, like, a hard, firm date on that just because, it, you know, like, Michigan come out next year and whoever quarterback they have step in for J.J. and whatever, they're awesome. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it looks like, at least on paper, where this is the year where if you're going to get it done, Georgia's got a bunch of overturn, right? Alabama's not Alabama of old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State seems like they're rebuilding. It really feels like you're the one team that kind of brought back most of their guys mm-hmm. at key positions it's kind of yours to lose at this point in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah, is that kind of where you're at mindset wise as a Michigan fan is going into it and saying, "Hey, look, winning the Big Ten, yep, that's got to happen for us to get to the larger goal and the bigger goal, and that's to win the national title." Is mm-hmm. it national championship or bust for you in this season? This season in a silo. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes and no. I think making it to the game, yeah, is do huge. or die. Yeah. I think if you don't, I think if, I think honestly, go like almost one of the worst case scenarios going to the playoff and, and losing, losing in the again, first round. Again. Cause that's, I, I, I don't love the whole like 
not making the champ like that whole debate, yeah, yeah. but like losing in the first round three years in a row, yeah. it's just kind of like you, you you then start to look like Oklahoma, yeah. where it's like oh, okay, you can mm-hmm. you can beat the weak Big Ten, yeah. but then when you actually play someone good, you lose. Like you don't really want that moniker on you, right? So I think it's very important to win the Big Ten, take care of that, well, and then make consi- the playoff and right. Win. Well, considering too, the playoffs are going to expand after this year, right? Yeah. So your path is never going to be as linear as it is right now. You yeah. got to win one game. And you get to the get to the time. And you get to the championship. That's it. Yeah. There's no 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 chance for upsets. None of that. It's just get there. You got to be. They basically have to be good in five games this year. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Ohio State, Big Ten title game, and the two in those two games. Yeah. Everything else they should handle pretty. And I, and I would easily. argue, if you were bad in Penn State, and then you survived the Big Ten championship game, yeah. you could still do it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there could, is going to be a little wiggle room you, for sure. If you lost on the road to Penn State mm-hmm. by like three points, yeah. But you went out and beat Ohio State. Yeah. I think you still make the playoff. Right. As one of the top four teams. Right. Especially the way the season's going. Yeah, the way the season's going. Especially if you win the, you have to win the Big Ten title, obviously. But yeah, like yeah. that's just included because mm-hmm. you'll beat Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Sure. For sure. And then, <laughs> and then you're a top four team. Not so I, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it's really, you have to play well in yeah. like two and a half games. Yeah. To get there, to get like, yeah, to, yeah, get, to get an get, opportunity to get into that, you know, those final picture, four. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's a very interesting for me. I, I feel like this is Jim Harbaugh's best team. I think this is the time. Like I said, I don't know on the last time in my lifetime where you can unequivocally say Michigan has the best quarterback in the, in the big Ten. Mm-hmm. Like even when. Chad Henning was there, right? And they had a explosive offense with Mike Hart, the number two team in the country. Troy Smith was one of the Heisman. You know what I mean? Um, you, you've seen guys that were supposed to be awesome, right, that just didn't work out the same way. Even the years of Tom Brady, you're not going to tell me. Tom Brady wasn't even the best quarterback, according to Lloyd Carr, in his own damn football team. So mm-hmm. it, it's just you haven't seen it, right? This is the year where Michigan really kind of needs to, you know, put up or shut up a little bit and really kind of, Knock a lot of demons out, right? Okay, you've you've conquered the beast that is Ohio State. You've taken back the Big Ten. Now it's about getting the next step, and that's winning a national championship, something you haven't done since 1997. I think Michigan fans kind of forget that at times, where it's like, oh, you know, they're winning Big Ten. Okay, that's great. And Bo Schembechler was really happy winning all those Big Ten titles. But while he was winning Big Ten titles, everyone else won national championships. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's win a national championship. Yeah, we can, let's put that to bed, shall we? Because um, then it, it cements Harbaugh at that point. As like okay, he got Michigan back mm-hmm. to where where it needed to be, and now then he's you know then he's set for life basically. But yeah, um, and then the pressure's off. If they suck next year, you go that's eh, okay. We won that championship last mm-hmm. year. Um, let's switch. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Michigan State Spartans. Obviously, a total and utter catastrophe of a season. Right, not the way anybody. Even I don't think we could even come on the show and be like, oh, this is great. It's not right. Mm-hmm. You know. With the Mel Tucker thing, which that just added some new wrinkles recently about their, his attorneys finding out some things. We're not going to go into that route. But from the football side, right, losing, finding ways to lose against a bad Iowa team, right, who loses their starting quarterback in Cade McNamara because his knee exploded, and yet you still can't figure it out and mm-hmm. giving away wins, right? You went into the season thinking, okay, six, seven wins. Let's have a bounce back here. Get a bowl game, and okay, now we can start mm-hmm. to really build. Instead, you're now looking for a new coach. Your current coach and Mark D'Antonio are both just sitting on the sidelines going, yep, this is exactly how we drew it up, I guess. I don't know. Um, you have questions at quarterback. Your best receiver transferred at Florida State. He's killing it without you, right? Your recruiting class is now becoming even more shaky than what it, what it already is. 
if you're a Spartan, if you were a Spartan fan, right? If you had a message to Spartan Nation, I guess. Spartan Nation. What baby. is the message? Is it just pray to God that you get this coaching hire right? Is it, you know, like, it's okay, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be better in the long run? Like, what is that message to Michigan State fans? Because despite some other people nationally that like to say that Michigan fans just want to see Michigan State suck forever, I don't personally feel that. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense for me to be like, oh, I hope Michigan State's terrible. Great, so that game's useless and no mm-hmm. one ever wants to watch it. Um, it's definitely going to be a bit of a road for the mm-hmm. Spartans, but I'm hoping that my de facto resident Spartan for the next six minutes will be able to usher some sort of positive oh. feedback. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm putting this on you because I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of hope. Yeah. Um, I do think this next coaching hire be might be one of the most important coaching hires ever. Like ever. Yeah. For just, just like yeah. in general, yeah. like, like it's be, because of how, the, the college football landscape is changing. It is, yeah. If yeah. you get the wrong coach and you get set behind another year or two. It's actually more like three. And it'll probably be three. Yeah, because you have the three years, but then you're back in recruiting. Like, everything is Everything's going to be way set worse. back. Yes. If you, pick, if you get the wrong coach, you, there is a chance that you fall into Northwestern Rutgers territory. Right. Like really quickly, right. yeah. With how USC and yeah. Washington and Oregon, how stable and yeah. how good those UCLA is coming in. UCLA, all those teams already with Penn State, Michigan, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Like right there, there's seven, eight teams that like you're sniffing. Well, like I have to be somewhere in that ballpark. And then you add the fact, right, that Nebraska and Wisconsin, who just hired, you know, Matt Rule and uh, Luke, Luke Fickle, Fickle yeah. uh, respectively, right? Like we just mentioned, they're a year ahead of you. Yeah. Right, because they may be having some down years now, but they're they're tanking down years now to get their recruiting into place to get their guys mm-hmm. to where they hopefully can take that to the next level as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I I would be very wary. Yeah. That if if this coaching hire goes south, yeah, you're looking at you know three years and yeah. then more. Right. Of okay, we got to build this back up. Yeah. You yeah. got you got to build it up, and then if it doesn't work, you mm-hmm. have to tear it back down, rebuild it up, while everyone else is. <laughs> flying off the rails absolutely so i would be very like it it could be an optimistic future if you pull the right person yeah absolutely but it's also like very scary situation because one wrong move on the head coaching hire Mm -hmm. and you're probably looking at like six or seven years of like meaningless this really feels a lot of ways like what michigan was at if they didn't get jim harbaugh Mm -hmm. like okay you fire brady hoke okay now what exactly you know what i mean like Okay, you're the University of Michigan. Okay, yeah, you've been good in 10, 12 years at this point. Yeah. What are you And you got do? another Bree Hoke in there yeah. where it was another three years, yeah. and then you sucked, and yeah, then you have to find right. a new coach. Like, you would never have gotten out of the starting block no. of that Brady Hoke era. A thousand so. percent. So That's what you want to try to escape from, and you got to get that right. Jim Harbaugh coach for you. Right. To well, and, back in. And, I, and I really, you know, I don't know who they're going to target. Listen, I, I know I, I have a feeling at least that – Based on previous track record, they're going to be willing to pay big money to get a guy here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and if Michigan State fans want to come in and chime in at some point and, and let us know on social media who you guys want as your head coach, I'd I'd love to have a list of candidates. The Urban Meyer train, yeah, no, there's Choo-choo, zero percent chance Urban Meyer would ever take this job. Um, wouldn't be a bad hire. I mean, he's a terrible person, but mm-hmm. he knows how to win football games. He knows how to win college football games. Exactly. That's a good call. Thank you for the clarification. So I don't know what the 
perfect candidate is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't have that information, right? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this, though. I don't think Michigan State's going to go for a retread like an Ed Orgeron, mm-hmm. right, who has no track record of winning outside of having the most stacked football team that we've ever seen. Um, I don't think they're going to hire um, – you know, somebody that necessarily has ties to the, in, the 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 university, right? So I wouldn't expect an alumni to be a guy that they hire. I think this needs to be a comprehensive, like, like here's the thing. You don't have a head coach right now, mm-hmm. right? So this entire time is needs to be spent dealing with, okay, we need to get the best committee. We need to get the best group of people we can from a valuation standpoint to go and you need to scour the entire landscape of football yeah. and go okay what do we need what what do we look for and I, I I'm, I'm gonna bring this up as a comparison because I do think it's kind of apt they need to do what the Lions did mm-hmm. the Lions brought in Chris Spielman and Barry Sanders and they and brought in some guys and they say what are we missing what matters to us what do we need to do what is take the scheme away from it what do we need from a personnel perspective? What do we need? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we get this culture in the right place? Okay, once we have, once we check those intangibles out, okay, then it comes to, okay, how good of a recruiter are you? Are you a player's coach? What kind of scheme are you bringing here? All that jazz. But they need to really have a clear, concise definition of what they want in a head coach. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't have that, to your point, you're if you swing and miss – you're 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 at the bottom of the Big Ten again, yeah. and it's only going to get worse because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be one of those things. Well, okay, for every miss you have, there's five coaches that you just missed on, right? Because yeah. just the way the coaching cycle works. Um, so I mean, I don't think the Mel Tucker thing was going to work. So you've got it kind of out of a year of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So if there is that silver lining, I would say it's there. Um, th- this is a massive, massive massive coaching hire that they need here. Yeah, it, and I think some of the coaches that you could shoot for yeah. are kind of the um the lower coaches in like the Big 12 or the ACCs. Yeah. Like guys that um like the Mike Elko's at Duke. Yeah. I think something like that where it's like if you could get Duke's football program yeah. to 5 and 0 and be a ranked program, yeah. you have to be Doing Either good, right. co- good coach or good recruiter or something yeah. because no one goes to Duke to play football. Yeah, so sure. it, like stuff like that where Kentucky right now is five and zero. Like yeah. you know, pull that. Like there's a lot of coaches out there yeah. that are doing some really good stuff with mm-hmm. some programs where you go, isn't that the basketball school? Right. And like right. they have a football program and yeah. they're six and zero in rank. Yeah, I don't want to hear Jim McElwain. No, come back. Right. Like I, that's what I don't want them mm-hmm. to do. Right. I don't want them to come in and bring in some guy where you go, oh, it's a you know like. The less miles is of the world, right? Now, obviously, less miles is not going to be a candidate. But the point being, right, it's like, I don't want to hear that. I don't yeah. want to see that. I don't want that to be in my – because if that's the case, that's what you're going to go down. I'm expecting you to be 6-6 six and six every year, yeah. and you guys have fun I will. That. I will say, though, and this is just a for-fun standard, because yeah. I'm not also the biggest Michigan State fan yeah. out there. Dion? If not, well, not <laughs> Dion specifically, but if you got, like, a really entertaining player yeah. to go be a coach yeah. and could really do the Colorado train yeah. and just get the hype train moving for Michigan State, oh, yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun, too. Yeah, listen, I don't know if Dion would take it. I don't I, I don't, don't know. I don't know if Dion, but, like, is it, like, it's some of the other personalities yeah. out there Maybe. that are... Uh, um, the big football guy, like there's, there's like, oh, could imagine like a Peyton Manning, yeah, well, like Cadillac there. Williams, right? He former Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. He was the interim head coach for Auburn at one yeah. point, right? Like I don't know, like I don't know if you're gonna try a guy like Gus Malzahn again, right? That's kind of a retread from the Auburn days, right? You, you've got options. 
I, I'm going to be very fascinated, right? And I don't, we'll get into kind of the candidates as we they kind of leak out. They're not obviously not going to be interviewing people right now. We're five weeks into the year. Yeah. But as that search really starts to heat up, I'm going to be very fascinated. And we're going to really keep a close eye on what that looks like because it really is, without having that right head coach, your program's doomed. Um, as we as Michigan have even seen at some point. Um, let's shift focus a little bit, though. Let's talk about this upcoming Big Ten schedule. We, you know, we talked about what are they going to do um, You know, now that Oregon and some of these other teams are coming into the Big Ten, but we just got some new schedule releases, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and safe to say, nobody, if Michigan somehow makes a national title run next year, no one's going to say that Michigan didn't play anybody because their schedule looks rough. Um, it does. It's not fun. No, it's that. not. And there's going to be a lot of turnover. So I'm really excited for them to start out, you know, have a loss and then everyone's going to lose their minds. Um, but thoughts kind of on this new schedule, Mike, um, for for the Michigan Wolverines and the Big Ten as a whole, right? Like mm-hmm. any discrepancies, anything that you're noticing? Um, I really just looked at Michigan's and I was like, oof, they're, they're playing some good football teams, at least on paper. Yeah. Um, I mean – I'm. I think I'm a little more. If if they were more balanced, I'm more pro on divisions in yeah. the conference yeah, than yeah. just a free for all. Um, <laughs> just because I think it's more fair to stack up like your own division. Like I think from the Michigan State standpoint, right? Yeah, yeah. Like or a team that's lesser in the conference. Yeah. I think it's easier to look at one side and go, okay, these are the people I have to compete with right. to try to get to a Big Ten championship game. Right. Instead of going, okay, so I'm Michigan State. There are nine teams up there yeah. that are already just better than me. Right. How can I compete with all of those teams? Right. I think it's yeah. like a much steeper hill to climb yeah. than Michigan State looking at like, okay, okay so be, like, I, instead like of North, nine, I got four. Yeah, yeah, so I'm on our side. We got Northwestern here. We got Rutgers here. And then there's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. And go, okay, if I can just match up with those three, right. then right. I can be competitive instead of matching up with everybody. Right. So I'm, I'm a little more pro division than yeah. most people are. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of that, I think – uh, Michigan got a tough schedule. I think Ohio State got a pretty easy schedule off the blocks yeah. the first couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is eventually going to lead to um, a Big Ten semifinal championship to lead into a championship with how the schedule got laid out because yeah, yeah. uh, there's so many teams there. Yeah. And I think then we are going to move to, oh, the SEC and the Big Ten are the only two conferences. conferences. Yeah, and right. we're going to have the Big Ten <laughs> Champion versus right. the SEC champion, and right. do like a play. It's basically going to be AFC NFC. Yeah. Well, that's what the, that's what they're trending yeah, towards. They're, they're going to trend towards it, yeah. and the playoff is going to be six from the Big Ten, yeah, six from say, the. We're going to the first year of the of this. It's going to be like so. We had ten teams from the Big Ten and the SEC, and then like, oh hey, here's Clemson. <laughs> yeah. Like how the how it works, which is very. I'm very interested because the original offer of the twelve team was. Yeah. The winner, the the winner of the Power Fives, mm-hmm. and then the best non Power Five conference winner, right? All like guarantee a spot, right? But with the Pac twelve dissolving, <laughs> like it's gonna be one of those. Okay, now you're gonna have to change the amendments of the rule. Oh of yeah. If, if it, is it just gonna be the four Power Four conference winners are gonna mm-hmm. get a buy and everyone else has to play, right? Or like what happens to the group of five teams now? Like, do they get an automatic bid in there? Notre like, Dame's like, so if we play nobody and go undefeated, does that mean we get in? Yeah, How's do we get, do, like, can we ever get higher than a four seed? Like, how does that work? Um, 
So yeah, I think I think there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered about this expansion and everything too. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that to kind of come into. I'm I'm guessing we're going to get more news and notes by the uh, end of the year, uh, probably yeah, for sure. Especially as we kind of reach the end of the football season, crown a new national champion. Okay, now it's like okay, okay what, here, what are we here's looking at the for new, next year? Here's the new standard going forward yeah. for sure. Um, looking forward to that. Absolutely. All right, let's just focus a little bit, Mike. Um, we hit we hit a milestone this week, Michael. Hit a milestone. What episode guess, huh? Oh, I mean, I don't know, two fifty something. Oh, know. so it wasn't that milestone? No, not our milestones. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. I would have been shouting from the rooftops. So I don't we, think so. We completely, two fifty. We, we whiffed two fifty completely. Well, I mean, when you're churning it out week after week consistently, like we do, you kind of it just it just falls together. Um, but we did hit. We did hit something, right? We hit an end of an era mm. in Detroit. Steph already left. <laughs> I don't know what era we're talking about. It, you know what's funny about that though? All the all the stuff about Stafford, not to get too off track though, where they're like, man, Stafford's just been blessed to have Cooper Cup, Calvin Johnson, and Puka Nakua all Puka Nakua. Whatever. And everyone's like I'm like, you do realize the only common denominator between those three guys is Matt Stafford, right? But Matt Stafford can't make receivers though. Yeah. Marvin Jones didn't have his best years. Golden yeah, Tate didn't have his I, best yeah, years. Yeah, Puka Nakua is a crazy name to add to that list. But, Tell me I'm wrong, right? Yeah. Like everyone's like, "Oh God, this guy's amazing! Top should have been a top ten pick in the NFL draft." I'm like, "I've never heard of this guy." I've never heard of him. Exactly. Couldn't even tell you where he went to school. No, neither. I don't know. I think BYU. That's the only reason. I think I only know mm -hmm. that because everyone's like, "He's actually 27. He's just not telling anybody or something." Uh, like yeah, that. I, I actually like, think that's true too. Um, yeah. I, anyway, long story short, yeah. So yeah. it's not. So it's not that. I, I'm just saying I missed number nine. Is what I'm saying. But no, Miguel Cabrera. Oh, you're saying you like golf? You don't? You like it more than golf? Is what I'm hearing. I've always liked it more than golf. <laughs> However, I will be listen. Golf wins the division, wins the playoff game. He did more than Stafford did here, and I'll right. give him all the credit that in the world for that. True. Um, not a Hall of Famer, but you know, nonetheless. Anyway, I don't know if you want a Super Bowl here. You might be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> if you want a Super Bowl here, I think you might have made a deal with the devil. But we'll we'll get yeah, there. We'll, you might get a statue. Listen, when we talk about that next year when they're winning the title, it's if, all good. Okay. It, would there be a Jared Goff statue next to Barry? Sanders? I would fund it personally. <laughs> I would fund if he if Jared Goff led the Lions to a Super Bowl. I would have a. <laughs> I would start a GoFundMe. Oh my! Absolutely, screw Kelvin. If Jared Goff won a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback of the Detroit Lions, I would go. You know what? Take the Barry statue, put it in the back. Just put it in the back. Okay. Congratulations. Can we at least give it to the Super Bowl MVP? Like, what if it was like Amon Ra was like Super Fine. Bowl MVP? Fine. Listen, make it a giant one of Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes <laughs> chest bumping one another in midair with yeah, golf in yeah, the middle. Exactly. With. Yeah, with Jared Goff just being there going, yay, you yeah. know, or whatever the hell he's doing. Call I only out. had to throw 120 yards in this one because we're so good. Exactly. Yeah, listen, David Montgomery runs for 600 yards in the Super Bowl. I don't care. Whatever has to happen, okay. has to happen. Anyway. anyway. We're not talking football, by the way. Yeah, here. Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Back to the topic. Has officially hung up the cleats at yeah. age 40. Um, uh, I... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about this. I'm gonna give you him his, his career stats first off. First off, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Mm -hmm. That's not really I don't is think he? debatable. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> is he? Come on, um, career year or career numbers? Okay, you ready for this? There's okay. gonna be a lot of them. Career numbers. All right, okay. three thousand one hundred seventy-four hits, over three thousand hits, um, five hundred eleven home runs. Most of those not in the last twelve years, but it's fine. Um, career batting average three oh six. 1,881 RBIs, and kind of, I think, a little shocking, 40 stolen bases. Um, when did those come in? Right? Uh, OB, Not the last 12 yeah, years. Yeah. OBP, 382, slugging, 518, OPS, 901. Anyway, his war, by the way, 
this this past year was negative point oh four. Can you get a negative war? Uh, yeah, because that means that just like every time you go out there, they there's a better chance of you losing. Um, in his career, though, sixty seven point three. That's that pretty good. darn nice. Anyway, good. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest hitters in our generation mm-hmm. by far. Um, really the the kind of the flag bearer for the Detroit Tigers organization since basically the moment he stepped on the field um, for us. Obviously, World Series champion, um, you know, with the Florida Marlins early on in his career. Anyway, long story short, I say all that to say, mm-hmm. right, do you, does it feel like we're not appreciating his tenure here because his last uh, one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven years here. Basically, since 2016, he's been more than useless in a, in a good chunk of that time. Um, you know, the bad contract notwithstanding, it just feels like if he would have retired at like 2018, you know, after mm-hmm. like, you know, he got hurt and he was like, look, guys, I just can't do it. Or even 2019, right, where he comes and plays 136 games, doesn't have a great year by any stretch, but he's like, hey, you know what? I appreciate it. I'm done. You know, yeah. I think because of the amount of time he stayed around, I think Tiger fans, I think sports fans in general, are like, yeah, it's just he's just not the same player. It kind of feels a little bit like Albert Pujols, right, where it's like you just hung on a little too long where you're no longer going at where we could actively remember your peak or a time where you were just like one of the most dominant hitters in baseball. Is that why this is not as big a deal? Yeah, in some capacity, is because we just don't remember him being a contributing member to the baseball team for mm. the last eight years, basically. No, I think that's a hundred percent the reason. I think some people know, like, okay, I'm, I, I think like someone like Kobe, yeah. was someone who was like, okay, like I know my time is up now, yeah, right. and I'm just gonna admit it and yeah. just kind of walk had away my from farewell it. tour. Yeah, this yeah. farewell tour. I had the greatest Kobe game in his last game ever when he shot <laughs> sixty shots. Yeah, the most Kobe game ever. Are we? Yeah. Gonna, are you gonna pass? Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> My right, yeah. last is Kobe Bryant's last game. Yeah, you think I'm passing? Uh, but that would have like, been the most Kobe Bryant thing ever. Like he last the game, game in like dude, because it was forty-five it was, a, it was a competitive game. Could you imagine if the last shot he passed the ball away would have been all time? Skip Bayless. For me. See, this is why Kobe's better than LeBron because he passed it away. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's the Utah Jazz in a regular season yeah, game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no. Someone like Kobe who like. Kind of just like, okay, I know my time is up here. Yeah. I'll do my farewell tour thing, mm-hmm. and then I'm good. Yeah. Um, but his, you know, he has his last great season, like, 2012, and he hung it up in 2016. So, like, it was a very close right. Right. to that. Um, I think Miggy was a little far removed. And it also yeah. didn't help that the Tigers stunk during that time, too. Correct, yeah. Because they started stinking around, like, 2014, 2015 anyway. Yeah. Okay. And so they started stinking before he got bad, yeah. and then the entire time they've been stinking. Yeah, 2016 was his last year of like of really good. Like he had 108 RBIs, 38 home runs, won the Silver Slugger Award, All Star. Right, he was an All Star last year, but that was just more just out of courtesy, I think, than anything. Basically, from 2017 on, it has not been good. It's just, you know his batting average, you know, 249, 299, 282, 250, 256, 254, 257. Like it's just progressively gotten worse yeah it, it gives me like the peyton manning feel well <laughs> you could tell that last year he's like so i can't really throw the ball forward anymore <laughs> how can we do this yeah like that's kind of how miggy felt where he's like i just can't get the power to yeah. get it over there anymore. i don't see the ball i can't well. like see the yeah. ball anymore really yeah, right. like it was just needed like, my stuff. bifocals to see the ball <laughs> yeah so it was a great <laughs> career but the last you know 
half decade or yeah. more almost. Yeah. Kind of I, I, you know, I think too, it's one of those situations where, you know, you, you win the triple crown, right. And all that stuff. And you set so many records and you were so dominant for so long. I mean, all-star MV. I mean, he was a back-to-back MVP, you know, back-to-back silver slugger twice since while he was here. Right. I mean, he won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven silver slugger awards. He was a, a you know, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, like a thirteen time, like thirteen time all. There's just so many things, right, that he did for so long. Twelve time All Star, two time MVP, right, four batting titles, um, you know, two Player of the Year. Just so many things that you can say to it, right? But it, it just feels like he's. I don't think he's going to be appreciated nearly as much mm-hmm. as he will maybe like five years from now when you can go really have that retrospective of, okay, he's not on the team. He's not hurting yeah. the team anymore. Maybe, the, And I, I do think, and we'll talk more Tigers as we go into the offseason um, about, you know, how there's a, you know, they ended the year close to 500, had the best, you know, had their best in-division record in a long time. There's some hope there, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it just feels like the team's not playing very good, and you look at that contract, you look at him, and you look at he's struggling, and you go, "Why are you know, like you're the highest paid guy on the team by a large margin, and you're you know you're just not the same guy yeah. anymore." Um, but I did feel like it was important to at least talk about and you know give it give the all tip of the cap to the guy. Now he's still going to be with the Tigers organization. He's going to be a special consultant to the president or something or other, sure. aka show up on the ball field and. Wait, sh- you know, yeah, shake hands, kiss some babies, you know, wave yeah. to the fans, throw out the opening pitch, mm-hmm. tear your tricep, you know, the whole nine yards. All um, the fun stuff that you get to do when you're retired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, 300 batting average, 3,000 hits, yeah. you know, 500 home runs. That's pretty much well, that'll all. Probably, that'll probably all, get you in there. All the check marks that you could possibly need. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing really that he didn't do, we never got that World Series with Miggy. It's really the only thing. Yeah. That you can really point to. Had a couple chances at it. Um, Did have a couple. But, you know, every Tiger hitter for those two World Series both went, I don't know how to hit the baseball anymore. <laughs> What's so, hitting? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that um, is a great starting pitching rotation to not win a championship. Uh, which one? There was many. Yeah, like all of them. But say, like Going one and <laughs> eight in in the World Series games. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> Those fur played leaders. nine games and they won one of them with old ass Kenny Rogers winning a game. Yeah, Verlander, it's, awful. That's crazy having Verlander, Scherzer, and like Porcello all in the same. Imagine, well, imagine having David Price, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and getting swept by the Baltimore Orioles. That's the last time they were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Gross. gross, 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 gross. Anyway, it was it was a ride for sure. Okay. Uh, big shout out to Miggy. Uh, appreciate all the time. And I appreciate those $30 million that we'll be getting back in the offseason. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Interested like- to see who's, who's going to play at first base every 15 games. Oh, it's the oh, same guys Tor- that are right there. <laughs> it's Torkinson. <laughs> Crazy. Can't imagine. Oh, Lordy. All right, let's shift focus. Let's jump inside the squared circle, Mike. AEW Wrestle Dream. Um, they wrestled their dreams they, off. They dreamed to wrestle, and they wrestled their dreams off. If that's not the tagline, a, you know, Tony Khan really needs to get his head out of his yeah, ass. I don't even think Tony Khan had a tagline, but it wasn't that. He was just like, I love Antonio Inoki, and I want to dress like him for Halloween. That was what he said. Um, <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> and I just want to be him and dress like him and yeah. do everything. Uh, he is my favorite wrestler, and I love him, and I really wish he was here right now. 
Um, I love you, Anoki-san. Um, but it's here. Um, you know, overall, a lot of fun on this show. A lot of fun. Um, I thought we had some matches that really delivered, and then I thought there was other matches where I went, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, sure. I, I thought the match that, lit, like, if the, you know, if they would just announce one match, i go, okay, that match delivered in spades. And the, Are we talking about this, the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, the one match. The, sure. Okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. Everything this this show felt a lot like either a hit or a miss for mm-hmm. me. I don't know how you felt about it. This did not feel nearly as good as All Out did. Yes, you know what I mean. What I would say about this show is it is a tale of two halves. Yeah, in the worst. Yes, way. it really was. Yeah, that's I'm kind of that's kind of what I'm hitting at. Yes, because there was I, like I was like, we got hmm. we got to we got about. Actually, we can get through it. Yeah, we yeah. got like four matches in, yeah. and I said this card might be awful. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm honestly, I'm even gonna, and we'll get to the because the first match is obviously MJF uh, versus the, the yeah. Righteous. That match, I knew, okay, this is not going to be some masterpiece. That's all story. I get that, right? Yeah. So that that was getting a mulligan to begin with because whatever MJF does is gold. But after that, I was like, okay, wow, yeah. we're halfway through this show, and I have been not. Like been like, oh, that yeah, was cool. So, yeah, the the weird thing about AEW, and then we'll actually get into yeah, these yeah. matches, yeah. is normally in American wrestling shows, yeah. especially on pay-per-views, mm-hmm. they don't go from like least to no. most important no. in, their, in their matches. Correct. They always try to stagger it out. For the last two AEW shows, yeah. it feels like they really went like, Matches, matches, like yeah. they start off relatively hot with like, but yeah. they start off with the Ring of Honor tag yeah. titles. Yeah, that's just, the context. It just happens to be on yeah. two guys that are really interesting to watch. Right, but it's the Ring of Honor tag titles. They start <laughs> from like you? the least important and get into the big stuff later. Yeah. So the shows just feel like. Listen, if it's, you can tell me weird. who the other member of the Righteous is outside of Vincent, right, without looking at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew his. I think he meant the third guy. Yeah, or that guy. Yeah, yeah. Name, that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Sure, exactly. I, I didn't know Dutch. Okay, sure. Yeah. I've never actually watched Flying the Dutchman. Was on Flying Dutchman was yeah. on it. Yeah. Sounds Speaking good. of the Flying Dutchman, we had yeah. the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title match. All right, here we go. Um, was it really because it was a two on one handicap match? Listen, I really Adam Cole was there in spirit. Yeah, he was. Uh, I really thought when MJF came out that like Roddy was going to come out and be a tag partner yeah. and really just throw a knife into this whole story. Yeah, and he went, no, 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 actually. Hold my beer. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm going to beat you, and then do that exactly thing. Yeah, wasn't great. No, no, it was um, very fun. Yeah, fun match, good opener. So I want to ask you this though, because we didn't talk about this yet. Um, so Adam Cole went out and did some Twitch streaming, right? And he was like, "Hey, I'm going to have a couple surgeries on my foot and all this yeah. stuff." Do you think he's actually hurt? Um. Because, and listen, like, if this was WWE, I would 100% be like, no, he's legit hurt, okay? Yeah. But I'm it, not, I'm not, I don't have the read on it because of the guy that attacked Jay White, right? We had the mask thing, and, we, and we've already confirmed now this isn't a spoiler, right? MJF and Jay White at full gear for the title. Yes. Definitely feels like a little bit of a pivot, so that's why I'm thinking maybe Cole is actually I hurt. Think, I think he's hurt, not to the extent okay. that they're saying. Because I think Cole's the guy underneath the mask at the end of the day. I do too. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I was so like. So here's the thing: he is can't I, be out for like a year. Yeah, so like, I think I think he is hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's going to be out for a decent amount of time. Okay. But I just do long think, enough for us to forget about him. Because yeah. I do think they because they did the thing on Wednesday also. Yeah. Where he was like backstage and the acclaim came in or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he called Adam and went to voicemail and oh. he was like, 
fuck, man. Like, right. come on. I, right, I right. need you right now. And right. You're not answering. Like, I think they're going to yeah. start pulling that where uh-huh. he's not going to answer, not going to show yeah, up where he meets been? him, where yeah. you been type yeah. stuff. Like, I think and he's going to defend those tag titles this entire time, too, yeah. isn't he? And he's going to, and I think Cole at the end of the day is going to screw him. He's going to go, bro, I was defending these titles yeah, for, for you. you. Right. Like, I was doing all this stuff for you. Yeah. And you're just going to turn your back. Like, I think yeah. that's what they're pulling out okay. right now. So I just want to get your thoughts. We hadn't talked about this even off air, right? Where I was like, I don't know 100% if he's legit, like, really hurt yeah. or if it's like, because they haven't said anything. Tony didn't say anything in the post, uh, yeah. the post show presser. He's just like, he's hurt. I hope we get him back. Yeah, so, like, here's the thing is, he came out, and, and or Adam was like, yeah, yeah so I, I, like, fractured my ankle in four different spots right. and tore all these. Li- I'm like, okay, that I don't fully believe. Yeah, yeah. But I do think he probably has some, like, yeah. he rolled his ankle on right. something and yeah. actually needs some time Something off. to monitor for sure. Um, Jay White versus MGF, though, should be a good one. Should be interesting. I'm not... I There's no heat, though, on this I'm at not all. Getting, I'm not getting sold on their... On their uh, they're, they're one-on-ones yet. No. Well, the problem is, too, is that Jay White hasn't been built up as the guy, right? Yeah. So he hasn't done anything really to warrant. He's been a tag team guy this entire time, really, mm-hmm. with Juice. So it's like he hasn't done anything to warrant the title shot outside of he thinks it's MJF who attacked him. Mm-hmm. But we, we I mean, yeah. you know, this is wrestling one-on-one here. Yeah, it really um, is. But anyway, long story short is MJF, though, retaining the, the ring of our tag I will, titles. I will say the one, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, yeah. when they did their posts all in, when they were sitting yeah. there and he asked for that week off. Yeah. Do you remember? And then they were sitting with like the, lo- like in mm-hmm. the locker room or something Yeah. behind Adam Cole. Yes. Was the, was mask. the mask. Yes. I thought that was such a good Yeah. That's a subtle thing. Cause like people were bringing it up on Twitter yeah. and I didn't even, I didn't yeah, look where the mask now. is behind. And I was like, it's behind Adam Cole. I was like, that is so clever. Yeah. If they end up doing the Adam Cole turn like mm-hmm. that, cause I'm like, man, he had the mask the whole, like yeah. what a good oh, yeah. subtle yeah. thing where it's like, if you don't watch every week, yeah, like you, you, you can miss it, yeah. but like you're not really missing it. But if you're watching every week, yeah. it's one you of those things where you get rewarded for, for yeah. it, which, I, which I really appreciate. Yep, for sure. It's really what like the bloodline stories has been this entire time. It's oh like yeah, you watch week to week. Yeah, you go, you go. Oh, oh I pick up on that little thing subtlety, you did. Yeah. But you can also just watch the pay per views and just know what's like, going on and then on. piece it together enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, next up, we had the Ring of Honor World Title slash New Japan Strong Open Weight Title Match between Eddie Kingston. What did this go? Nine minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, I was like, I'm like almost dead on on this time here. Yeah. Um, didn't like the fact it was for both titles. I think it ruined the yeah. any any thought of a title change. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it was for the Ring of Honor title, I mean, I couldn't imagine they were just going to give you know give it to Shabbat immediately. This match had nothing for me. I, I got nothing out of this. I thought, a, I was like, wow, ten minutes just beat him clean in the middle of the ring. I was like, okay, that's weird. I, I didn't I didn't understand why it needed to be Shibata in this situation. If you were gonna do like if you wanted to have Kingston versus Shibata, why for the title in that situation too? Then I feel like that would have been a little more believable. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand this. It was just weird. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. It was fine. But it yeah, was like it was it, over, and I was like, "Hey, congratulations!" I was like, yeah. "Congratulations for what?" what yeah, it wasn't do? really my cup of tea type of match. Yeah. I'm not really into the Shibata style a lot. Shibata, I think, is fine. I, I think Tony thinks he's like this massive draw, and he's not. Mm-hmm. But like at, at the same time, I, I just felt like, okay, if you're trying to build him as like one of the core pieces of Ring of Honor, what is him dropping to, to Eddie in ten minutes going to do? I get it, he's the world champion, but. Your, yeah. your ring of the ring of honor run so far with AEW as a whole has not really been all that successful. I would say no. I mean, like <laughs> I know that's not. I know it's not like it's breaking not like news, but like at the same time, I'm like you haven't established anybody new. 
Mm-hmm. You, you have not, and there has not been a single Ring of Honor champion this entire time where I go, oh, we're, all right, we're getting behind, like, this guy. Joe, MJF, and Adam Cole, I wonder if they needed the titles. Uh, how about Claudio or Eddie? Oh, wow, that's shocking. Yeah, Athena? Are, yeah, exactly. Former, you know, WWE champion or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not been great. I mean, the six bands are on the Elite. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagine stunned. that one. I'm stunned. I will say, it, whenever they announce that final battle show, if all these guys are champions, the, sh- yeah, maybe. the match quality of the show will be yeah. really fun. So this is just AEW light. Got it. it cool. Yeah. In sure. a sense. Yeah. Whatever. Here we go. Um, next up, we had the a- or AEW TBS title match. We had Chris Statlander beating yeah. Julia Hartz in nine minutes. I literally halfway through the show, I went, man, they're really getting through these matches. I was like, how many more matches are left on this show? Yeah. I didn't like, because yeah. I, I, I totally forgot about um one of the matches on this show, mm-hmm. the tag title match. Mm, like, yeah. completely was like, there's only one more match. I'm like, I mean, I'm good. We can go to bed at a decent hour, but I was like, this is it. And then the next one came out. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Anyway, this was meh. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. Whatever. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Julia Hart was there. Yeah. She she existed. Yeah. Her interest interest is cool. Yeah. Brody King, you know, he was there. He he yelled at somebody at one point. Malachi is just on Twitter not happy about life. (laughs) So, you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. And uh, Buddy Matthews is, you know, marrying Rhea Ripley. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no I reason know. to be upset yeah. ever. We got some of these people hitting home runs out here. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's crazy. Can't that, that, yeah. got that right. Good God. All right. So and, next up. And Alexa yeah. Bliss. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> just, Can't win a damn match to save your life, but you're winning at life all day through. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Hey, he was the AEW six-man champs. He was the WWE Cruiserweight champion. You shut your damn mouth. He was all right. the WWE Cruiserweight yeah. champion, too. I and half know. of a tag champ with Seth Rollins, if you forgot that. Mm-hmm. That's some fun for like For like a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when Seth was just winning tag titles. Everybody. Never. Jason Jordan gets a run. You get a run. Everybody gets a run. <laughs> AEW World Tag Team. Got my black one. glove on. I'm yeah. cool. <laughs> the four-way for the number one contendership. This one made me upset. Yeah. Not good. Not great. Um, the Young Bucks beating the Guns. Hook and Orange and Lucha Bros. Now, I will say, we talked about it going in. Yeah. There weren't really many options. On no, this one. not really. So, like, you kind of had to pick the Young yeah. Bucks. I think I, I went Orange and yeah. you picked, I think, Lucha Bros, I think. Yeah, I or vice correctly. versa. Or vice One way or the other. Because we, we're both in agreement, right? It was like, okay, you're going to go Bucks again? Yeah. Don't love the Bucks again. Why? The Guns yeah. doesn't sound like no. a fun match again. The Guns were there, I thought, to take the pin. Yeah. Lucha Bros, well, well Phoenix is dead, so yeah. he's, I yeah. don't know Phoenix how long Phoenix is going to lose the... International the title, series. Exactly, in a second. Um, on Tuesday, probably. Yeah, yeah you're a thousand percent right. And then Orange and Hook, I thought, were like the team. I was like, okay, if you're going to do something interesting, have yeah. them winning. Listen, Orange coming off a big main event, Hook super over as well, right? People liked the tag team. You know, they got a good positive response. Um, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to really test the whole, like, invitational style that they're doing with FTR right now. I was like, okay, yeah, they're not going to win, obviously, but... Maybe give them a win, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that sets the. Maybe it gives us a reason to how we have to storyline wise get back to Bucks and FTR if that's where you want to go with it. Yeah. But just to give them another title shot right out of the way, especially they just won the six man for Ring of Honor. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's like, okay, why are you putting those titles up on them as well, mm-hmm. right? Just to then go, oh, but they're also going to challenge for the AEW tag. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, and, and it's also compounded my problem. With yeah. AEW. I think my biggest problem right now with yeah, AEW, yeah. Mm-hmm. you have too many championships. Way too many championships. Like, I'm cool with just AEW championships. Right. 
Right. Like the ones they have purely mm-hmm. AEW wise. Right. I think you have enough. Yeah. I right. think you have everything. I mean, you need. let's let's go through this list, right? You've got the world title, yep. you got the TNT title, you got the international title, you've got the tags, you've got the trios, you've got the women's world title, and the women's TBS title. Am I missing any? Oh, technically the FTW. Yeah, I was gonna say well. if you want to add the FTW, okay. not really, right. but sure. Sure. So let's just say seven for now. Okay. Then you've got yeah. the Ring of Honor World title, the Ring of Honor television title, the Ring of Honor tag title the Ring of Honor six-man titles, and the Ring of Honor women's championships. I'm already at 12. And the pure. And the pure. 13, sorry. Followed by, okay, anytime anybody from New Japan's there, okay, so now we're defending the strong open weight. We've defended the The U.S. US title. We've defended the world title. Like, it just gets to a point where everybody's a damn champion, and it it lessens everything going on. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I would say that's my biggest thing is I just hate having the Young Bucks with Adam... Mm -hmm. They, okay, yeah. it's like, okay, they win the six bands, but then on upcoming Couldn't on give Tuesday, a shit less. Yeah, yeah. One, couldn't care. Yeah. And then two, there's a chance on Tuesday that Hangman's challenging for the TNT yeah. and the Bucks are challenging for the tag titles <laughs> right. for AEW. And I right. go, so you're going to tell me there's a chance that... Adam Page is going to be TNT and a third of the six mans. Yep. And then the Bucks are going to be the tag team and the other two thirds of the six mans. But only of the Ring of Honor six mans. Well, only of the but Ring we're not going to go for the trio yeah. styles in AEW again. We're not going to do that. Yeah, because we can't beat yeah. the acclaimed or something, but we can beat the. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think at this point, if you want to keep like the Ring of Honor world, TV, women's, and, and maybe tag, yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. Get rid of the six mans and all get together. rid of the pure yeah. altogether. Yeah. I Merge agree. them with the AEW ones. I don't care what you want to do. Yeah. I just think they have way too many. Agreed. And and also, if you want to just keep them on Ring of Honor, yeah, no that shit. works too. Yeah. But like, just because they, they show up on AEW TV every week too, and I'm just, like, yeah. I don't care. They need to get Ring of Honor on streaming in the worst way. Yeah. Because it's the only way people are ever going to watch. Yeah. And even then, it's not going to be good. Even but then, they have, they have, the to, problem, they have yeah. to get a weekly show. That's well, they haven't established the roster for Ring of Honor, yeah. right? They're just kind of like, oh, hey, this he should be important. He's the Ring of Honor television champion. Go great. Samoa Joe is, has lost and won the TNT title 12 times in that entire time he's been television champion for Ring of Honor. I can't name you a good title defense he's had of the television title since he won it. Mm-hmm. It's not been good. So it's like, no. there's no point. Yeah, it's just too much going on yeah, there. Yeah, agreed. Um, honestly, if they if, if they didn't have any Ring of Honor stuff, I what think AEW be flourishing a lot. It, it would, it, and honestly, and what would it change? Like yeah. legitimately, right? Would Samojo still could have faced won that stupid tournament to win and face MJF for the title? He still could have feuded with Darby for the TNT stuff. Yeah. Could have, everything they've done has no context at all. I, I think the only few things that would make any difference yeah. were the Cole and MGF. I think the storyline mm-hmm. has progressed yes. since winning the tag yes. titles. Correct. And I think you got the big moment with Eddie Kingston winning the Ring of Honor yeah. World title. And I will say Claudio winning the Ring of Honor World Championship was a big moment for Claudio mm-hmm. in establishing him as like, oh, he can be a, yeah, world, he can champion. Be a world champion. But outside of that, there's been nothing really overwhelmingly positive where you go, oh, they made that guy. Oh, yeah. they made that guy. Yeah, like Athena, I think, has had a great run with it, but I think she could also just be TBS champion TBS, and do yeah, the exact right. same thing. A thousand percent. So. Yep, for sure. But anyway, so that was the first, like, four matches. At this point, I said, this might be a rough show. Yeah. And then I looked down on paper, and I said, we still got some bangers. Yeah. So I'll hold There's some hope. hope. There's some hope, yeah. And then hope came. <laughs> <laughs> because we got Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page. Yeah. This match was a banger. Yeah, I really like this match. This match went literally according to plan uh-huh. in every sense of the word. Yep. Like, just boom, 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 swerve one. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Pretty much, yeah. Um, 
I'm still stand. I think I think Swerve's going to be world champion in the next two years. Yeah, I really do. I think they're prime unless he gets like the international or something like that and has like a really long run with it for sure. whatever reason. I really do think they're priming him to be the ne- one of the next challengers for MGF. Whether yeah. he wins it or not, I do think he has world champion written all over him. I just do. Um, I think his faction sucks, but I I think that he as mm-hmm. a, as an individual is fantastic. Yeah, and. I mean, sky's the limit. They're really doing a good job of building some guys that are, like, starting to rise those ranks. Yeah. I just wish that they were using some of those guys to build their championship value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the one thing AEW has going that yeah. I think they're going to actually last a long time, one, because they have yeah. a lot of money, but two, <laughs> I do think they do a really good job of cyclically like right. building people as yeah. other guys kind of slow down. Yeah. You know, Kenny Omega kind of goes off and then right. Hangman kind of has his rise. Hangman kind of falls and then you get the punk stuff, which is you know, yeah. what you right. do. Yeah. And then, and then you get MGF to take it. And then when yeah. MGF kind of starts slowing down, you get like swerves and Darby. Yeah. Like, I think they do a really good job of like having the next guy. Yeah, for sure. Kind of being set up along the way. Yeah. So I wouldn't even be like, I wouldn't hate it if like, Early next year, Swerve was world. I'll be like, okay, yeah. Well, because you believe it, right? Because you've been okay. We've been with this follow. We're following the story. It's like, okay, you just beat the former world champion and Angman Adam Page. Okay, cool. Now we know where you stand, right, Mm -hmm. and where he stands in that picture. And now it's like, okay, what's next? Yeah, you know. So good stuff for sure. This was good. Real uh, the crowd. I mean, my goodness, crowd was pumping for us. Did you did you see Hangman's thing on on his name? It was like, why is it always got to be in the other guy's hometown or something like that? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah. that was really funny. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh yeah. Next up we had Ricky Starks and Wheeler. You know this match was added like 7 seconds before the show started yeah, I didn't need this. and I thought it was going to be on the pre-show. So the Best part of this match was John Moxley talking. Oh yeah. That was the best part. It was the best that was part. That was the best part. Anything after that I was like, okay, there's a 0% chance Wheeler was getting the win here. Yeah. Um Ricky Starks once again another guy who's starting to push a little bit. Yep. Yep, Ricky won, and... He's getting a tag title shot now. Apparently, apparently, you beat Wheeler Yuta, you get a tag title shot. That's how it works. <laughs> All we got to do is beat Wheeler Yuta, Mike, one of us, and we're, and AW, we're, ta- we're yeah. in the AEW tag we're, title We're getting sure. the FTR stuff. Yeah. We just have to last, like, seven hours, because I don't know if we actually beat them in regulation. <laughs> um, All right. Big match time. Yep. Banger alert. Like, yes. just, like, yep. blow the whistle, banger alert. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr., literally everything I Didn't wanted. Didn't understand why this was where it was. On the show, I was yeah. like, we still got a six-man. And then I was like, we still have Christian and Darby. Okay, Christian and Darby are going to main event. Okay, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, they came out and said they were main eventing. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, then this match has to be like in the middle somewhere yeah. to let it die. Because this crowd will not survive uh-huh. back-to-back on this and then the Darby match after. Yeah. Um, this match was awesome. Yeah, I love this match. This oh was great. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. I, I, Bully Ray came out and was like, he didn't enjoy it as much because he thought it was too clean. I couldn't disagree more. I didn't think it was too clean at all. Yeah. I thought it felt like a struggle the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I was like, yeah, it was clean because they were trying, because they're both master technicians in the ring. That's yeah. why it's clean is because they both know how to get in and out of everything that the other guy is going to do. Yeah. But in that same fashion, it felt like an actual tug of war mm-hmm. the entire match. Yeah, I think I think they left the feet and like until like the last four minutes of that match where they actually left the ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, the best matches are the one where you're watching it and it's like watching a movie. Yeah, where like you just kind of forget that yes. it's fake for a minute. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you're just watching this guy. Like yeah, when just Ke- grappling. when Kenny and Will are going at each other and they're just killing each other with moves. Yeah, and you feel every blow. You're just yeah. like 
God damn. Like, yeah, right. you feel well, like yeah. this is real, even though you know it's not. Right. Like, this one, I know they're saying, hey, you're going to get out of this, and then yeah. you're going to put me in this. For sure. But, like, it feels like, okay, I put you in this weird headlock yeah. scissor with the right. leg. And then you go, how does he get out? And, and how you go, go oh, you can't. Yeah. you got to get the ropes. Oh, that's yeah. the only way. Or, like, because there's always those guys in, like, WWE and even AEW when yeah. they're in, a like, a hold, and right. I go... There's an easy way out, but they never right, do it because right. they have to sit in this hole yeah, for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. This one, it felt like every time they were in a hole, they were hurting. Yeah. And then they did the escape that I was like, oh, all you have, you should probably just move your leg over right. here. And, oh, they, they did it because yeah. they want to get out of the hole. I was like, and then I love near the end when they kind of just started getting away from the technical stuff. Yeah. And Daniel's like, no, I'm going to start beating the shit out of you here. Yeah. Because then Zack Sabre Jr. comes out after. And it's like, I thought we were just doing technical stuff. Yeah. I didn't know you were actually going to beat me. Yeah. Next time we go, I'm, I'm going to beat you, too. Right. And I was I'm like, kick your head off. I, yeah. I love that idea, too. I think that's I love the fact that it felt like you had two guys in there. There were no titles on the line. It was just, I'm trying to beat you. Yeah. Right? And that's something that I think is a lost art, you know, and, and especially in today's wrestling, right? Because as much as we gush over the Ospreys and the Kenny, it does feel a little bit more performance-based, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about, hey... You know, we're, we got to get to here, to here, to here, to here, to here, right? And it's how do I top that devastating maneuver with a devastating maneuver? This match felt more like, hey, we're going to go, all right, I'm going to go arm breaker. Okay, then I'm going to go here, right? All these different types of pinning positions. Like, those were the big spots in the matches, you know? When 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 uh, Zaber Jr. does that one where he bends backwards and arches and folds his arms, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The, the, the core strength, the the confidence to be like, I'm going to land right on the top of my head and I'm going to be totally fine. And, mm-hmm. and like, so good. It felt like they were trying to win the match, mm-hmm. right? And if, if that felt foreign to you, I'm not surprised because I think that's something that's lost a lot of times. It felt like two guys that goes, no, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, here's why I'm the best. No, here's why I'm the best. And then at the end, Brian went, all right, enough fucking around. I'm going to kick your head off. Yeah. So when we get this match again at Wrestle Kingdom in a few months, because it's going to happen, yeah. um, <laughs> awesome. you know, you're going to feel a different level of intensity and it's going to be a completely different match, right? And that's okay. But the point is, is that you're now you see it, and now the intensity is going to be up, and the desperation is going to be up. So the pace is going to be higher, right? It's telling a story within the match, which then allows you to get to the next one, which allows you to tell the next chapter of that story. If, yeah. if you are a if you're a wrestling fan and you don't understand that, you're not watching really what's happening. You're mm-hmm. just watching moves rather than understanding why the move is being done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is a textbook example of why. Guys like Zach Saber Jr. are so over in their respective areas mm-hmm. is because of stuff like this. It's why Danielson's talked about in the way he is because he can go fight MJF in a story thing. He can fight Saber Jr. He can go against Kenny. He can fight against Roman. He can do it all, yeah. and you're and you're just as amazed every single time. Yeah, I will say that Wrestle Kingdom card. <laughs> the the crazy part is that world title match. Is it's like, like the, fourth. It's like fourth or yeah, fifth. If you look at like. You're, you, yeah. you're looking at, like, Will and Kenny, yep. if you get this rematch, yep. and then, um, spoiler alert, Edge kind of came out and said, I kind of want Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. If that was ever to happen, Jeez. you're like, all right, you're like, all right, so, like, Naito and Sonata is, like, fourth or fifth on my list. <laughs> it will co-main event, but it's, yeah. it's, like, fourth or fifth on the list. Right. Yeah. Which is, it was absolutely wild. Yeah. If that, if that kind of lined up mm-hmm. like that. For sure. Um, 
Next up, we had the six-man tag team match. The one thing I hated about this, yeah. like I hated about this, mm-hmm. is the Don Callis family came out to like no, like their stupid no yeah. music theme. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't like it. I, I, was, like I it. hated it so much. Yeah, I, I was like, the other two guys have such awesome themes, yeah. and they went, "Where's gonna come out to like one oh. key?" Yeah, like, yeah. and yeah. I was like, they suck. Yeah. I already hate them already. <laughs> I was like, I hate them already, but I love Will Ospreay's theme music. Yeah. And I was like, I was so sad. I was so, I was like sitting there, I was like, oh, here we go. And then it didn't yeah, happen. For but sure. this match is a banger. Yeah, this was really good. Um, I don't think Kota Ibushi is hitting on all levels, though. I, like, he when he came he out, everyone's like, all right. You know, like, Kenny hits, massive pop. Jericho, massive pop. Mm-hmm. Kota Ibushi, they saved him for last, by the way, which was weird, I felt like. Yeah. Or in the middle, one of the two. He didn't come out first. I know that. I don't yeah, think. he came out last on his group. Yeah, his out group, of his group. His group, yeah, group came saying. out first. Yeah, and I was like, maybe you should have done, like, He's a dual a- thing with Kenny because he did not get the reaction. Yeah, the, the problem with Kota, and I've actually, I've listened to a couple other, like, WWE fan people yeah, talk yeah. about AEW. Mm-hmm. No one really knows Kota Ibushi. Yeah, he's got. Well, what is he? What, yeah. why, why do I care? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like, like when he first came out at that War Games, yeah. people were like, "I've heard of Kota Ibushi, and he was cool in that match, but didn't look special." And I was like, well, "Yeah, because he didn't really do any." Like, right. like I don't know what you guys don't have any. Yeah, you got nothing to nothing watch. Yeah, 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 you've so, got no historical knowledge behind. Yeah, right, there's so like the point is behind it. you've established. Oh well, Kenny and Coda are best friends, and they were a tag team at one point. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, Kenny's the best in the world. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. Like, was Kenny you know carrying I mean? you? Because yeah, I, I, like, it's, you can say he's a former IWGP and you know, uh, uh, you know, DDT champion. That's great. Okay, cool. I, I believe you. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a similar thing with Jay White in a, in a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like. Okay, that's great that you did that, and I understand that you accomplished some things over there, but I didn't see any of it. So why do I care? Why are you special? Why are you important? We've yet to, we have yet to establish to a new audience why Kota Ibushi is supposed to be important, mm-hmm. right? Takeshita, nobody gave a shit that he's a former DDT Pro heavyweight champion. Nobody cared, mm-hmm. right? And then he turned heel, and everybody went, "Oh, okay, now I give a shit." Yeah, you've established the character. Yeah, everyone in that six band was established outside of him, and you could tell because every time he came in, everyone was like. All right. He like Kim. Yeah, he's a good guy. So he we're gonna cheer. Guy. Yeah. And then like he got no pop for his like dead face kill yeah, mode nothing. thing because no one know. Everyone was like, "Why is he doing that?" Yeah. It's his thing. Right. Just no one knows about it. Because Correct. You're an American audience that doesn't watch New Japan. Agreed. Pretty much. Agreed. But I think the match was fine. I think uh, it was a little clunky at points. You got too many different styles. You got you guys t- wanting to go a million miles an hour like Sammy. You got Jericho who can't go like that anymore. He's more story driven. You got Kenny and Will that have their own pace outside of themselves. And then you've got Takeshita and Co- like there's Ooh, a language thing. Yeah. There's just too much. There's too many cooks in the kitchen for this to have flowed as nicely as I think you thought it would. Yeah. You know, but the, you know, the heels get the win. So let's get the win. Don Cows, baby. Yeah. Just, I mean, at fun. some point, Kenny's going to win. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. It might never happen. Yeah, I, yeah, at this again. point, who knows? Um, yeah, co-main event here, we had the AEW Tag Team title match. We had FTR uh, defeating Aussie Open, which went kind of long, and I went, I don't really care. Well, here, here's my only issue with this match, okay? On paper, great, okay? They had a, they had a banger at that Royal yeah, they show. they did. They did. A couple, okay, a couple but they are also coming off where they lost to Adam Cole and MGF in like six minutes. And you're trying to assume FTR, and, and on that same exact show, FTR beat the Bucks and are now the greatest tag team ever, right? That's what you're trying to position, right? Sure. It's hard for me to then to go, if you're a 
if you don't bleed into this as much as we do, right, it's hard for the generic casual fan who's never seen Aussie Open wrestle, right? The only time they've ever seen Aussie Open wrestle is on AEW and Ring of Honor television, right? Mm-hmm. How can you then expect Aussie Open to be considered a legitimate challenger to FTR if I don't know why they're challenging them for the titles, mm-hmm. right? And if all I've seen is them, hey, I remember, yeah, they won the Ring of Honor tag titles. Oh, but then they lost to MJF and M. Cole, like, really quickly. Oh, they attacked FTR, so that's why they're getting a title shot. But why is why is it taking FTR so long to beat these guys? It, it doesn't it doesn't fit, right? The match was fine, not great. I don't think this run for FTR has been what I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't think that they've had the the. Maybe it's because they're baby faces. I don't know. I just feel yeah. like they missed the belt by a year. They should have just did it when they had all the other belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, they've had they've been good matches, two, two bangers. Yeah. And the rest have just been, like, good. Yeah, they've been solid. You know, like, good good work. But, like, I'm also not like, holy shit, that changed my life, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Outside that. of the Bowl Cup Gold, like, 60-minute yeah, really match, yeah. that was the only one that was like, oh, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. Unless you're going to give me something with the Bucks to make me feel like, hey, this is do or die, mm-hmm. and I'm interested. And I get the personal issue out of it rather than just, well, we want to be the best tag team. Yeah. Because that's not that's I think, not a selling point. Either. I think I think the only way to do Bucks and FTR mm-hmm. and really get people invested. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of the opposite logic that I normally have. Yeah, but they got to do like a, an Iron Man match. Yeah, like a sixty minute like. Well, you got to have a heel. That well, that, that, that you know, helps you, a lot too. right? Like no, seriously, right? Like you got everyone's cheering for the Bucks. Everybody cheers for FTR. Okay, you're cannibalizing your audience, mm-hmm. right? If FTR goes, I already beat your ass. I don't. We don't need to face you. Why? Uh, the fact that you guys were even in that fatal four. Why? All right, we already beat you. We beat you clean mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring. Done. One, yeah. two, three. Why do you get this, right? And you start to establish a, a little edgier side of what we've seen previously from FTR, or vice versa. If you want the Bucks, you're not going to flip the Bucks though. So y- you need a reason, right, to cheer yeah. and boo. If no one's trying to get heat, the match doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't work. It, that's the reason why it worked so well the first time when they fought for the titles because it was like, okay, everyone is very pro Bucks here, not FTR. Mm-hmm. If everybody loves FTR and everybody loves the Bucks, who am I cheering for? Both these guys. It doesn't work. It doesn't work the same. Yep. Unless you're Adam Cole and MGF, they just make it work. Other than that, it just Right, because work. there's story that's been told to you where you're like, okay, I don't know which way this is going to go because mm-hmm. you're waiting for something to happen. If the whole story is, well, we want to be the best team. Well, so does everybody. And by the same time, hey, you know what? Me and you, we're the you know, 50th ranked tag team in AEW right now. Never had a match together, but we're there, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be the best tag team. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. It's all subjective. It is subjective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Everyone does have a different opinion on that. Right. That is for sure. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think they just have to put some kind of stip on it yeah. to, to get people because yeah. there is no way you can go and go. Let's have one more one on one match. Yeah. I think I think it would bore everyone to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I don't think their styles work like that. If you want to do like three stages of hell, like they each get their oh, own yeah. special yeah. match and then end it in a steel cage or something, like do something where only flips only- and just fists. <laughs> And then the steel cage after <laughs> yeah. or something stupid. Uh, I think they, they just need Can to we put do a ladder match dip, but it's like the second fall, so everyone's confused? Okay, give the belt that'd back. Be, I was trying to... I always said ladder, and I was like, well, that can't be the third, because it's a Bucks thing. But I was like, if the first one's a normal, the second one's a street fight, yeah, I don't know, whatever. something, and then or a, a strap or something, and the third mm-hmm. one's a steel cage or something. I think... I just think you need to add something. Mm-hmm. 
or make it an Iron Man or yeah, something. You need just, heat. You need a reason. You need this to get to a point where okay, the number one contender is okay. There needs to be a reason why I should care about this yes. rather than oh well, they're two good tag teams. Well, that's great. Yeah. But every time the New Day and the Usos face each other, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's some catalyst behind not just becoming. I want to be the champion. Yeah. It's gonna be worth. Also, out. I will come on and complain if somehow they go. We're never gonna challenge for the tag team title. Oh or, God. Or no. we're gonna retire. No, like none of those stipulations. No. No thanks. Because yeah. that just guarantees that team's gonna win. Yeah. Don't want that. Yeah. I don't like that either. Just, just give me like Iron Man match. I want to see who the best team once and for all is. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. But right. give me something. Yeah. Other than just a one-on-one match. Agreed. For the love of God. <laughs> um, and then we had our main event, which has the most news and notes to talk about, apparently. Apparently. Uh, we had Christian. We had Darby Allen. Two out of three falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, first fall, Darby like rolls him up and gets a, fit, a pin there, yep. which is fine. Yep. Second fall, Christian said, I'm just going to take the count out. Take, take the count out. Kill you. Yeah. Really rough it's spot. Funny. Just kind of threw him on the stairs. Well, what's like, funny is the spot I think they had planned where he was going to flip him over off that first time, and then he hesitated, and he threw him on the ground. I went, I think Christian went, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am willing to bet where he looked at, and he went, that's way too far, dude. You're going to die. Yeah. And Christian, I think, just went, I'm overruling you. I'm going to throw you on the floor, well, not the, the steps. The funny... And then they went back to it, in a, a but a lesser bump, right, yeah. I guess. Question mark? I don't, know I don't even know. It kind of looked like the same. he died. It looked like he threw him the first time yeah. because he was like, I don't know about that. Yeah. And then I feel like Darby was like, no, 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 you got to do it. And he he's went, like, no, do it. I'll be it. fine. And he's like, all, he's right. Like, all right. Yeah. And then he grabbed it and you could tell he slowly like. Yeah. He tried to protect him as best he could. Yeah, and Darby's went, went, I'm going to be flat fish about it and just flop around. <sighs> um. Okay. So Local painful. Okay. First two falls, no real issue. Okay. okay. Third fall. I have a major issue. Okay. Like a major problem, okay? That okay. is a that really stuck with me, like legitimately, okay? okay? So they go out, okay? He's all he's dead. He's a dead fish, right? He is a dead okay. fish. No he's water. Going through, opens the ring up. We go to the stupid thing that now is like a thing every six months. Now we got to rip the ring apart, okay? They do love ripping the ring. Apart. I don't know why it's a thing. When but I was they do. It, from like 2008 God. to 2013, I never knew what the under the ring was. Exactly. Now you know how the whole how the whole sausage is made. Yeah. Anyway. So they do that whole thing, whatever, right? And then at one point, okay, they're fighting, blah, 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 blah. Christian hits the unprettier on the wood, mm-hmm. okay? At no point should Darby have kicked out there. Because all you've done now is she said, okay, I'm taking this up a notch. I'm going to take the mat. I'm going to take the padding away. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, we're going mm-hmm. to kill this motherfucker, whatever. And then he hits his finish. Mm-hmm. On the hardwood, after he's already just killed the dude. This isn't five minutes in. Yeah. That should have been the end of the match because you just killed Christian's finisher now. Yeah, actually, if I would have... Like, here's the thing. If they would have never hit that move, did everything else the exact same... Nick Wayne turns, and then he hits him on the thing, and you're oh, there's no way, and then he pins him? I have no issue. But the fact that they had more after that... Really, I think me. I would have liked it if he hit that the move on the steel cage, started ripping up the ring for the third fall, yeah, and then Darby got in at nine, grabbed him, said, "I'm just gonna throw you in here," hit it, and then he pinned him, and that was the second fall, yeah, and then everything, That's fine. and then yeah. and then everything for yes. the third fall happened. Fine, right? I think I would have liked that, right? Whatever way possible. I didn't but lo- yeah, I was gonna say I didn't love the count out on the second fall. I, I like, didn't you, either. I was like, you couldn't get um, up off. I, I understood it from a heel perspective of Christian's like, I don't like, I just killed him. Oh no, right? sure. Yeah. Like he's yeah, not yeah. going to go throw you back in. Right. But I was like, 
Darby's now yeah. dead. Right. So why is he going to answer another 10 count? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I just thought when he hit that, I went, oh, it's over. And then he kicked out and I went, I was like, I said two things. I'm watching this in bed and I go, and I'm like, go, if Darby wins this match, I'm going to be pissed mm-hmm. because you just killed one of your best heels. Yeah. To get a to get a pop because he's in his hometown, mm-hmm. and they said, "Two by two, you just killed Christian's finisher. Yeah, you killed it. You absolutely killed it because he did every he put him on. You're making a big deal about him taking the mat off of the ring, and he hits him on the exposed wood or whatever, you know, and he hit his finisher, not just like a choke slam or a suplex or whatever. Mm-hmm. He hit his finish, and he kicked out. Yeah. So at no point, so anytime Christian hits a finish on Darby in the regular ring now, it's an automatic kick out. Oh, I kicked out when he hit me on the damn floor. Well, I got mats now. That's yeah. an easy two count and kick. I was like, what the fuck? I, w- I was not happy. Outside of that, though, this is fine. This is okay. Mm-hmm. I-, I mean, Darby's killing himself, right? The Nick Wayne thing, I could see coming. As soon as he came out, I went, well, Nick Wayne's turning. You could feel that yeah. instantly. Not um, a big fan of it, but I felt it. Yeah, I, I, it feels like a, like I don't know. It's like Don Callis has his family. Christian's a dad to a dinosaur and a twelve year old now. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> and oh, then when you put it that way, it just makes it so right? Funny. It's weird, right? I don't know. And then you know, so then they have the whole beat down. Sting comes out with no music, by the way, which I thought was like this is super awkward. Yeah, I'm like, they can somebody it, hit Sting's. Yeah, music? they hit him with no music so they could hit the next person's music. It didn't mess it up. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. It was like let's not play the wrong music. Um, so Sting just walks out there, and I'm like. That that was the only time it gave me pause. Right? Well, maybe Edge isn't coming. Maybe Sting's just going to come clean house. If he you came know? out with music, I actually would have kind of believed it. Yeah. The, the reason he, he didn't come out with any music, I was like, okay, so they're waiting. For well, because Luchasaurus didn't come out right away either, right? So it was just Nick Wayne and Christian beating him up, Luchasaurus and then Sting came out, and then <laughs> Luchasaurus. And I'm like, okay, so it's three on two. So are they just going to like stand over these guys, and then we're going to get a tag match on Dynamite or whatever the yeah. shit? And then I'm like, and then they go black. They go all black. And then they show me a, fo- a damn video of somebody driving in the damn streets, and I go, first off, everybody knows who this is. They didn't need that. They didn't need the video of, like, the who's it going to be. Well, when it says rated R right on the damn thing, I go, I wonder. You know what I mean? And then and then Edge comes out, and Edge doesn't just come out. He panders to the crowd. I know. These guys are dead. It, he does the Jeff Hardy yeah. where he ran out, and he panders to everybody, and then he gets in the ring, and I'm like... What is happening? And then the tease, like he's going to turn heel. I'm like, you know what? They should fucking turn heel. Fucking turn him heel. And just bury Sting and Darby in his own fucking thing. <laughs> really oh, funny. my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. The debut, uh, uh, let's get to that part, okay? Yeah. So, Edge is an AEW. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I still think I, I still think he shouldn't have gone. I understand. I, 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 like, I think there's going to be good matchups. I just It just feels weird to me that at the end of your career, you're going to go to another company. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Just felt, I understand why, I guess. Like, what else was he going to do in that capacity, right? just feels weird. I don't know. It's just like, oh, I, I don't have way. any problems. I think yeah. it's going to be fun. No, I think it's going to be good. with people. Yeah. Him and Christian are going to be a tag team at the end of this at one point. And he'll yeah. have some bangers and tags. Like, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, a big star going over and having a whole bunch of matches. Edge is going to be what Punk is supposed to be. Absolutely. That's exactly what he's going to be. Edge is going to be what CM Punk was brought in to do. CM Punk's like opening dialogue and his like mm-hmm. first return when he was like, I'm here to work with the new crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build all. He's going to work with Ricky. He's going to work with Darby. Oh, he's yeah. going to work with all those guys. Yeah. And I mean, him and Christian every- are going to feud right now. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So, I mean, yeah. his promo on Wednesday yeah, was, was awesome good. when yeah. they hugged and he goes, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, I was, like, was awesome. 
Yeah, I love it. So no. I, I think I think he's gonna do some great stuff, and I I don't have any problem. I don't care. I, it's not I even an issue with it. I just think it's weird. I don't know. It's like one of those things where like he's one. Of, it's like Undertaker jumped. It's just weird to me, right? Yeah, you know I, what I mean? mean, I think there's some. I I I, I don't. I know Edge is like that guy, but I also don't think Edge is like that guy. No, it's just weird to me, like because he's never been anywhere else. Like yeah. he was never like, oh, he was in WWE for a few years and then he came over. No, no, it's like yeah. he's always just been Edge, yeah. right? So now it's like, oh, it's Adam. I'm sorry, let's start referring to him as Adam Copeland now, the Radar rated R superstar, superstar Adam, Adam Copeland. Copeland. Yeah. It's so funny to me. Um, yeah, no, I feel like it'd be it would be I would feel that same sentiment yeah. if like Cena jumped right. last yeah. minute or The Rock jumped yeah. last minute. Uh-huh. I'd be like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. I kind of feel like the Edge has a lot of. Runway left, yeah, and he's yeah, and he's been in and out for a while. Where it's like, I don't think it's that. Yeah, for sure. I do think it's interesting. He's gonna be full time. That's interesting to me mm-hmm. that he's gonna come in full time. Um, I can't imagine he's long long term because of that. If you're gonna, I imagine you know what I mean? A couple years, yeah, like a year or two. Um, you know, I'm gonna ask you this question right now: Is at any point in time Edge AEW World Champion? Ooh, um, because I could see it. Not oh, for I a could, long time, so especially as they go month. If they go monthly pay per view, I definitely. Oh, he see it. okay. So he definitely challenges at one point. Oh yeah, like, like that, that's for sure. Um, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um, Does, what, do what, him and Christian become AEW yes, tag champions? Yes, that happens. <laughs> I think what's more likely them and the Hardys in the first get their Walker up a ladder match. <laughs> I think what I think what genuinely happens is. Like, it takes, like, six months with this Christian feud. They do their thing, oh, or yeah. whatever, three to six months, whatever. And then... Even though their <laughs> matches historically against each other are just, just okay. not fine, but <laughs> it'll fine. be fine, whatever. Yeah. And then whoever's world champion at the time, I think yeah. he gets in a feud with them, with a monthly pay-per-view thing, or right. or eight pay-per-view, whatever. Right. Uh, they'll probably have one or two good pay-per-view matches out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I think they eventually get to the tag sphere, yeah. and they win the tag titles, and then they do like a six-month I would like run. to see an edge heel run. Because we didn't... We, we teased that with WWE with the Judgment Day thing, mm-hmm. right? And I was really excited at the time for it. Because I was like, oh, shit. All right, yeah. cool. When And then it you know went away quickly. I would like to see him in a heel run. Yeah. With, even with, if it's with Christian, fine. Because I think... That's something that we haven't seen because he's been he was gone, right? He was a babyface when he left, retired, he came back. And when he come back, what are you gonna turn heel? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's so happy to see you. There's no way anyone's gonna boo you. But now that you're a full time guy, I would love to see him go heel at some point. I think that would really add a level to his game. Once the once the novelty, like you say, six months, six, eight months down the road, yeah, where the novelty's ran off where it's like, Oh, I see him every other week. Okay. Yeah, I would I, like to see him. You know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes through this feud with Christian, mm-hmm. and if if MJF is still champion because they have to push the Cole thing down really yeah. far if he's actually hurt. Right. Then it's like Edge tweeners right, right. a little more and kind of goes a little heelish on yeah. MJF. I want to see the rated R superstar. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to see happy go lucky. I'm just here to wrestle everybody because I love to be here. Edge. I don't want to see that because yeah. at this point, if you're a full time guy, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a full-time guy, right? Like, I was happy to see Christian at the beginning, too. Now, he's a heel. He's got a character. This is the whole the progression of it, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see it where it's like, okay, you're the bad, you know, you're the, you know, you're a sick motherfucker, right? Like, yeah. you're the guy who's willing to do anything to win the match. Yeah. No, I I, I would be, I don't know if I'd be shocked. Like, if he would have came out but, and, like, like, speared Sting, mm-hmm. I'd have lost my shit. I'd have been like, oh, my goodness. Okay, we're starting out with a bang. Rather than, yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, Edge also, th- this Edge debut would have worked really, really well if they had a lesser guy debut at the same time. Like, if they did a Cole Bryan. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, like, like it was Matt version. Riddle like and if, then Edge. Yeah, like, 
just like if you had someone yeah. to like divert expectation and then you did the silhouette of the radar. Yeah, we show. had Top Dollar debut yeah. as Top Sense and then Top Sense. <laughs> top Dimes, baby. Yeah, right. And then he debuts. Oh, I think it would have worked a little better too. Yeah. But anyway, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it works. It'll, it'll be a fun ride. We'll see what happens. I mean, WWE's worried because they have to put everything on, on Dust on Good XP. Lord. Yeah, I know. Because um, I don't think they can beat just a regular AEW show. <laughs> Normal Adam Copeland, the man versus he's not the edge versus the dinosaur. (laughs) That match is so highly regarded that they put John Cena on the show. I have two questions. Okay, one about edges stuff, and then we're going to get to the last kind of topic before we wrap this one up. Okay, all right. Number one question I have for you first, though, right? On a scale of one to ten, how important is the TNT title now? Um. I mean, 10, not, 10 is the world title. Obviously, yeah. it's not a 10, right? Obviously. Okay. Yeah. But where is it for you now in ranking of importance? Because I do think they've really made a concerted effort with this run with Christian yeah. to make it worth something. I will say if Christian, I mean, Christian's been doing a pretty good job hitting yeah. Luchasaurus thing. Even without the title, but yeah. with the title. Honestly, if you give me like near the end of the year, if Edge wins that title and oh kind of goes on a run with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, really establishes def- it. Definitely yeah. can bump it up a couple of notches. Yeah. I'd still put it in like the middle yeah. five, six tier. Okay. I think it's still under the international. Yes. Even though Agreed. I, know, I know recently because of injuries, the international is going to take it on Tuesday. But Moxie's going to take it on Tuesday. And they're going to get right back on track. Yeah, they're going to run with some big matches there and it'll be yep. fine. Agreed. Uh, I would say the international is like a seven, eight. Yeah. I think this is probably a six. Yeah. And with, I'm okay with, with that. strong potential of edge. Is yeah. going to take it, or even Christian wants to keep going. Yeah, could go up to seven, eight. And the reason here. why I ask you that because I felt like, look, it main evented right, and they've done a really nice job, right? You had the international title main event of pay per view. Now you've had the TNT title main event of pay per view. I think that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it shows. I think it ups the level of importance. I do think to there's the a. I think there's a good chance yeah. with the right stipulation, everything. I think the tag titles could main event. Agreed. I, I a thousand gear. percent agree with you. If right? you're doing a quadrilogy match yeah. over MJF and Jay White, I'm like, yeah, I could sure. see it. Yes, I I'm in total up with you there. So the reason why I ask that is because you're looking at it, and we talked in, in previous episodes about how that titles kind of felt like we're just we're just throwing it around, right? And but the the thing I kind of want to emphasize is when you put it on a guy like Christian who has the credentials already, it's no longer a championship that we're testing shit out with, right? Mm-hmm. It's now about hey, this guy's a former world champion and he wants to be the face of TNT, right? Mm-hmm. If the TNT title can be the main thing in Collision right, or wherever, that's huge, Yeah. right? Because now what you've done is you've established another championship where you go, man, that's a valuable title to have. The fact that you have Hangman challenging for that, a former AEW world champion, that's super important. It's And it's no slight against some of their other champions, but no offense, I don't give a shit about Sammy Guevara being the TNT champion as much as I do about Christian because Christian has the accolades, right? Yeah. When Rusev won it or Mira or whatever, that was a big deal because it's like, oh, shit, when Brody and Cody and some of these guys held it, it felt like, okay, these are established top guys that they're holding the TNT title. Yeah. So when Darby won it, it was a big deal yeah, when, when you, Darby when won when it. You got, when you got Brian and Swerve Strickland number one contendership to fight Christian for it. That's the point. You're like, exactly. And that's the difference, right, as compared to, okay, we're going to have Darby, Guevara, Wardlow and Joe, and I go, that's just a different t- tier of athlete at mm. this point in time, yeah. you know, for it. So I, I'm, I've been very impressed and very happy to see that. Second question, completely off topic. We're going to shift segments here a little bit, okay? Okay. With the we, new, uh, jumping okay. WWE Yeah, we're jumping, we're jumping to the WWE here, okay? The rumors 
CM Punk Ooh. and WWE are in talks or have talked or text messaged. One person has slid into somebody else's DMs. I don't know. Yeah. Something's happening, right? Somebody poked somebody on Facebook. Whatever the whatever is the that term the, is. Is that the, the, uh, the notify thing on Facebook? Is it uh, called well, poke? Well, you could. That was a thing like way back like when Facebook first met. You could poke somebody. Like you got a poke war where you literally could like and then yeah. you poke back. Maybe they're so on their stupid. MySpace page. Yeah, exactly. On they, uh, one of them's in their top ten. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, I, it's a two-parter. A, does he come back? And B, impact for you you care would you care would you not care yeah i don't want to talk about well if as we kind of get more concrete we'll talk about potential and all that stuff but do you think he did do you think he will number one and number two what is the impact for you right because i i think it would be a huge signing for them if they happened i think you'd be like okay i really you're, you're really interested to see where that goes mm. other people though with this run in AEW, where you go, I don't, want, I don't give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about this guy anymore. He's an asshole. I don't want to deal with it, right? Like every time he does something right, he does six things bad. You know, I want, kind of want to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. that because I think he really is truly one of the last real polarizing figures in wrestling, right? Because of social media, you get to know these guys behind the scenes, right? Like no one really thinks Matt Cardona is an asshole, right? In real life, he does a great job. You know, MJF's in character. perfect example. Of exactly, that, yeah. that's a perfect example. You know, but this is a guy. He doesn't do much social media. He's confusing as hell. Either people are super supportive of him, like FTR, or people think he's the worst person ever, right? Mm -hmm. There's really no in-between. I'm fascinated by them talking and him talking WWE. I'm fascinated by the fact that he would be even willing to go back. I'm fascinated with them thinking maybe we could. Maybe the merger has something to do with that, where it's like, hey, look, we got more money now. We're making money hand over fist. I'm sure Fastlane's going to do a record number tomorrow. Um, sure. It's just a whole lot of stuff coming at you, and you go, okay. And then I have one follow-up on top of that that I want to ask about. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I think he signs? Absolutely. I think he is. It's a good answer. I a- think he does, too. As close to yes yeah. as you can be without being, like, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like ninety nine percent sure. If no reason else, just to spite AEW. Yeah, literally point. just to spite that he's like, I'm gonna he, go AEW to spite WWE. Okay, I don't like AEW game. I'm gonna come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He talked shit for WWE for like two years, and he's like, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back now. They always come. They back, always buddy. go back, baby. Always come back. Listen, yeah. if Ultimate Warrior can get hired back six times, yeah, Punk can come Punk back. Can come back. Yeah. Um, does it move the needle for me? Not really. No, I'm not. Okay. See, I've never really been a cm punk guy yeah i was I like was, 2011 I was, I was i was in it when he hit that money in the bank run and all that whole world title run i was like yep this is awesome yeah i was, I, totally I, I was never really on board oh yeah um i was always a cena guy God, so I, I i i've become more of a cena guy as i've gotten older but that money in the bank match was one of legitimately one of the best moments i've ever had as a fan because mm. i didn't know it was going to happen yeah like being in high school thinking like, okay, I know it's a work, obviously, right? But I was like, I don't know who's gonna win. And those 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 don't happen very often anymore, right? Sure. Where you really go into a match and you think, I don't know. I had no idea what was happening. I read every dirt sheet, everything. I was trying to figure out what was and nobody had anything. I was like, This is awesome. And when he won, I was like, What does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've yeah, I've never been uh much of a guy. When he came back, I yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah, it was he came cool. back. Yeah. But I was never couldn't like couldn't have started out any better. It really couldn't have. Yeah. Um I always thought I always liked him on the mic. Yeah. Never loved his in ring. Now nah, it's gotten worse. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, it's his AEW in ring was not. He had one banger with MGF and that was really Ryan's it. like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smojo's <Small> like <sighs> Yeah, literally. 
Um, yeah, so it doesn't move the needle too much for me. Okay. The WWE ranking, I mean, I'm I'm way more on the Cody Seth oh, yeah, trains me too. of the world. Yeah, me like, too. he's not going to yeah. – he'll be cool to be on TVs, yeah. but, like, mm-hmm. he's not someone where it's like – He's not going to be the sole reason why you're going to tune in. If they just said, hey, CM Punk's on Raw, six I'm, months into his run, you're going to go, and? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, really, no one from WWE at the moment is super big on that draw for me. Mm-hmm. But like, he wouldn't be in the top yeah. three to five on okay. that draw list for me. Okay, last question, and we'll get out of here. Okay, because I think this is an interesting kind of topic. I kind of want to leave the listeners with something too, if, especially if you're a big wrestling fan. I think it's something that you want to ponder and think about. Does WWE's willingness to talk to Punk again to mm-hmm. take him back? And we just talked, we kind of hit on the NXT thing of them loading up this Tuesday show to kind of go head to head with Dynamite, right? Because Dynamite's getting moved for playoffs, I think, for baseball, baseball playoffs, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, does them even entertaining the idea of bringing CM Punk back, okay? Mm-hmm. Is this the most concrete level proof we have that WWE actually considers AEW a threat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, 100%. right? Like, taking Cody didn't do anything because Cody was leaving anyway, mm-hmm. right? That was just, well, you want to come back? Yeah, I want to be the, you know, I want to be a top guy. Well, of course you can be a top guy, and we're off, right? Yeah. Punk is the, really the, the next guy. Like, they didn't steal Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill went, I want to go to WWE, right? Mm-hmm. This feels like, to me, the first real, like, what if we bring Punk back? Yeah, you know what I mean? my my um, the initial shot that I knew mm-hmm. WWE was at least worried yeah. about AEW yeah. was when they moved NXT to actual television. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, I knew that. Like, that yeah. was like we want to try to like mm-hmm. we want to try to get ahead of it mm-hmm. because they went on two weeks before yeah, Dynamite. Like for sure, that was the first like we know that they're there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily counter. It was like yeah. it wasn't like a counter to them necessarily. Right. It was just we want to. We're going to try to take it. away some of the audience. Yeah, we want to take away a little bit of the audience, make you yeah. not look as good. Right. But, like, we know you're going to beat us every week. Yeah. Now... I, I mean, you're beating the third brand. I would hope so. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I do hate when they call it the developmental and then they throw every main roster person on it, by the way. It kind of so bothers stupid. me a little bit. So I'm like, stupid. well, it's not developmental when Cody's on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, and like... <laughs> Becky Lynch is two, your women's yeah, champion. <laughs> you, that and Dominic are your two champions right now, and it's developmental. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But, I have a hot take on Dominic. We'll save it for another day. But anyway, <laughs> okay, yeah. um, we'll be here. For but yeah, no, that he- like the the idea that they went, okay, this NXT show, we're gonna put everyone and their mom on the show, mm-hmm. and trying to openly outreach and try to get the Bucks and Kenny yeah. when their contracts are about to go on. Mm-hmm. They're talking to Osprey right now, and if uh, they get Osprey, if they get Osprey, it's a game changer oh out there. I don't think you'll go, but like that's a game changer. And then Throw enough money at somebody, you never know. That's true. He just hates the United States with like a burning I know passion. He does. I know. That's why he'll never sign with AEW either. I don't. No, think. I don't think so like, either. I, I think Spanish, give me enough money, please. Yeah, but he's yeah. Off yeah. topic. He's said multiple. He's like, I wish New Japan would just throw me the money I want, and then yeah. I'll stay there. Right. Because he could do that and do a little bit of AEW and be fine. But uh, the reason that like talking to Kenny, talking to the Bucks, and not talking to Punk, they're definitely at least worried. I think they just. AEW. I think they're very conscious, and they go, look, they're not going away. Right. And we, we could sit here and t- this could be a whole conversation for 45 minutes. So I kind of want to leave this open ended for now, you know, because there's ratings that we could talk about and how things have been stagnant for AW for a little while. Right. And all that yeah. jazz, whatever. We can get into that conversation another time. But I just think it's very interesting. All the bad blood, especially between Triple H of all people. And Punk, right? They fire him on his wedding day. You know, the whole thing, right? The whole Crazy. big podcast thing that came out, right? Punk coming back, taking shots there. And yet, now all of a sudden it's like, 
well, maybe he could come back, right? Well, why would he want to come back? Well, he's got the itch again. Okay, like, it's just the one guy that you just never really felt like. There's just so many bridges burned. Mm-hmm. Everybody's come back. Brett's come back. Warriors come back, right? Name name a guy, they've all come back at some point. But Punk felt different because it felt like I'm gonna do anything but this, right? Yeah. I will do I'll wrestle in the I'll wrestle in the street before I wrestle for WWE again. He's burned every bridge possible. I went to another promotion and talked shit. Someone managed to get myself fired. It's not looking so bad over there anymore. You know what I mean? It. J- this is one of the first times where I felt like WDB's like, okay, all right, fine. You're gonna okay. You're gonna bring Edge over. You know, happy for him, right? Go get the money. Do what you want, right? We're doing business head over tails right now, and now we're gonna go take Punk back, and mm-hmm. now we're gonna go have the you know the most explosive WrestleMania possible, right? Like it just feels like yeah, it does. Somebody lit a fire under somebody's ass and went, hey, look. Uh, we're not going to allow AEW to beat us in the ratings week to week. We're not going to allow a WCW thing to happen. It's just mm-hmm. going to be like, no, 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 we're going to stay top dog, and we're going to yeah. do our thing. I, I just find it fascinating. It is interesting. Yeah, super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in kind of exploring the dynamic as we see, as we kind of progress, because if he does sign, it's going to be the biggest news to hit probably since he came back. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's going to be somewhere everyone's going to be like, oh, shit. You know, when is it? Is it Survivor Series of Chicago? I've heard rumblings where WWE sources are like, yeah, that'd be fine. But at the Rumble, it'd be way bigger because it's a bigger show. And you're like, okay, there's no way you can keep that under the wrap. So if he signs a month from now, right? So that whole dynamic is very interesting. At some point, he's going to have to wrestle somewhere other than Chicago. So I'm surprised he left AEW because they have every show there. So he never has to go. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> It's true, but it's tough. Yeah, it's funny. You only got to take a, you only got to take one train for like forty five minutes, and you're there. Like, it's funny. If he only wrestled Chicago shows, he'd still wrestle half the year yeah, for no trade. I know. Um, but yeah, just wanted to get your you know get your temperature on that because I do think it's something. So if you guys think that's the same way, right? Let us know on social media. Tell Mike he's wrong if you if you disagree with him. Um, I've had people tell me I'm wrong. Already I know this it's week. okay. Mike's been fighting the good fight we're, on we, Twitter. We're fighting the or Co- X, whatever the hell you call. Yeah, we're it. fighting the with the Cody X right now. Yeah, we're fighting the good war. Listen, he's going to complete that story on Saturday night against uh, Judgment Day. He's going to win those undisputed tag titles, yeah, just like his daddy was never able to do it. And then he's going to cry the tear, and I'm going to cry with him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just for them to lose it to Jimmy and uh, Solo or something ridiculous. And fine. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, Mike, we've got WWE Fastlane. We're talking about it. We've got probably this loaded Dynamite as well. We'll, we'll do a Dynamite NXT rundown okay. next week just to kind of review, check ratings, see if it worked, right? Review that awesome that, Luchasaurus Edge match. That that rating will be interesting. It will be, right? Because you're kind of trying to load up on NXT beat Dynamite this past week, right? Just for full transparency's sake. AEW had a higher rating in the demo, but overall, NXT had a higher rating. So it's like, you know, yeah. whichever slant you want to take, you can take it, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take a look at that for sure. We'll probably do another football check-in as well. Hopefully there's, you know, a couple of undefe- uh, teams that are still, you know, over on the year, Carolina Panthers. Um, Not Chicago and Bears, maybe though. if the, the Detroit Lions maybe could have the best record in the NFL after five weeks. We don't know. Well, they actually, could be tied they, with. they can't. They can be tied with. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, tied okay. with. Yeah, tied with the, with yeah. the best record. Because I was gonna say, if, if Dallas beats the Niners, yeah, they'll be four they'll, one. They'll two. be right, they'll right. be the number one overall NFC seed. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, yeah, by de facto. By de facto. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Though on behalf of the missing wheel man, he's the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel, trying to eat his microphone. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, and we will see you guys as always next time.